What's up, everybody? Welcome back this week for the Loud Thumbs Podcast, your place for news, reviews, games, and brews. I'm one of your hosts, Nick. And I am your other host, Josh. Ready to, uh, man, wrap up the year on some great gaming. Yes, uh, it's time for the Loud Thumbs Game Awards. Uh, We're going to be bringing all of ours. Uh, Thanks to everybody who took the time to jump into our nominee doc and guess the winners. We're going to find out who, uh, who hit a home run tonight. And who maybe missed, and then you can you can all just try again next year. That's it's always the fun part. It's never over. Uh, Keep yeah. going. So uh, we are going to get started with that. Uh, before we move on, though, want to let everybody know out there what our schedule is, so you are familiar with that. And that is uh, first week of the month. Uh, we do our news wrap ups. So every month we'll wrap up the month previous. Now our second week of the month we do our loud and clear reviews. Uh, it's just a good time. We pick a good. Fun game, new, old, doesn't matter, and review that for everybody out there. And then third week, we do our Play It Loud live streams, just a nice multiplayer night, crack a brew, play some games together, enjoy some time with chat. And then our fourth week, we do the Brew Haha, that's a topic discussion with the loud crowd, and we rank our beers from the month as well. So that's always a good time doing that. So um, if you guys have been with us, for our pre-show and our previous episode we just did there, you'll know we already cracked our brews this episode, saving a little bit of time so we can got more time to talk about games this episode. So we can yep. focus on that for all y'all. So, um, But that doesn't mean we don't say thank you again. So we're going to raise our glasses and we're going to say thank you again one more time. Cheers to Caleb Lynch, Zach Mezra, and Brian Coger, our Patreon producers. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, you guys, again, huge, huge thank you. You guys allow us to uh, build the show and a little bit at a time, and every little bit helps. And if any of you guys want to join, uh, patreon.com slash loudthumbs. Uh, toss a couple bucks our way. Help us keep the lights on and the podcast rolling. It's always, always a good time. And uh, some added benefits over there if you check out our Patreon. You can get stuff early uh, before anybody else. So check that out. All right, Josh, I think it's time. I'm going to kick it over here and get in. Get into our form for all of our video watchers out there. This is our format we're going to do this year for our Loud Thumbs Awards. And we're going to start off uh, just right out the gate. We're going to get right into it, man. I'm ready to roll. Are you ready to roll? Dive. Let's yeah, go. Man. Head first. Let's dive. We've got the swimmer over there on the uh, other side of the screen. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are going to start with our biggest disappointment this year. And as you can see, the nominees are Starfield, Chia, Callista Protocol, and Source of Madness. So what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about who thought who or what was going to win from the loud crowd. So we have um, some awesome people who chimed in to tell us uh, their thoughts on the show, which we really appreciate. And 100%. Josh, we're going to we're going to kick it off with you, sir. And it looks like by the tally here, 75 percent of people think you're going to say Callisto Protocol. 25% of the viewers think you're going to say Chia. Now, that's, uh, that's interesting. I thought I thought for sure uh, with how hard both of us ragged on Starfield that, that Starfield would have had a bigger share. Right? Uh, than <laughs> Callisto Protocol. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're pretty certain. So tell everybody out there what is your winner and why, sir? <clears throat> Uh, I did. I actually did go with Callisto Protocol. The loud crowd, indeed, <laughs> correctly. They follow. Now that doesn't mean like I had a bad experience per se. 
Like I thought it was a fine game, um, extremely linear, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just right. out of all the stuff that came out this year, uh, or at least I think Cluster Protocol came out last year, but I finished it at the very beginning of this year. So for me, it's a this year game. Um, right, right. Out of everything else I played this year, man, it just kind of fell short. And uh, I mean, there were, it had some scary bits, some scary moments, but it, it didn't scare me out of my pants or anything. I just thought it was mostly fine right. as an overall <laughs> experience. So on, you know, when I've been playing Oh My God games, mostly fine just doesn't really make the cut. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Can't say that I blame you. I didn't play that one. That was one we were uh, we were actually nice enough to be uh, given that game by yeah. some of our uh, loud crowd out there and uh, tossed that your way. And you did a nice little review on that on the podcast. If you want to hear what Josh had to say about it, jump back on our podcast. You'll see his review. You can check out and uh, yeah, you get a little bit of a better idea of maybe why uh, he didn't uh, he didn't enjoy it as much as as well. He would have hoped, honestly. And same for me. <laughs> he could have sold me on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And <clears throat> Nick, uh, 75% of people uh, guess for you Starfield, with the other 25% being Chia. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, they, they definitely leaned hard into Starfield for me. Um, that, one, that one is definitely more um, current uh, of, of an opinion. Um, mm. Mm. loud crowd was not right on that one as far as majority wins. However, the 25% Chia, yeah, whoever they were, yeah, they win. That, that is my, that is my <laughs> winner. Um, so I, I got a, I got a few little blurbs on my winners and losers, uh, however you want to look at that here. This one's technically, I guess, a loser, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I put down, you know, Chia, yes, this is going to be a hot take. But this game was for me one of those games that leaned far too much in the games as art style of gameplay. It was not mm. fun. It was not a fun game and definitely disappointed me. Um, and I wasn't only disappointed for me. I was disappointed for my child, my daughter, because this game had father son written or father daughter written all over it. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, it looks like Moana. You know, it has, you know, sea creatures and other animals and things like this going on. And it was like, this is kind of cool. They've kind of mixed Maui and his ability to change into other creatures. And this little girl who kind of looks like Moana when she was younger. And this this is perfect. This is this is a cool, awesome, you know, opportunity to play a game with my daughter. And it, the controls just weren't there for it. Uh, you had to read the mm. entire game too. No, nothing was spoken in English. It was spoken in their native language. Um, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy the art style. Uh, I mean, I got stuck a bunch of times too. Not like on puzzles. I literally got stuck in the game, like you know, between certain <laughs> things. And I'm like, come on, yeah. you know. So I know this game won a game award. You know what? It's it's not winning any awards for me. And again, like I said, this is a hot take probably, but. Games as art is fine, but the game still has to be fun. We play video games for fun. <laughs> it still has to be a game. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that is that is my bit of a, a blurb and probably a, a mild to hot take on that particular 
loss or win in this one. So I fear we get the disappointment one out of the way early. So we can, <laughs> we can not be disappointed the rest of the episode. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> yeah. As I think every other year we've done disappointment toward the end before game of the year and yeah, why not put it out of order? We'll sandwich disappointment with big winner. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's it for our biggest disappointments. Uh, moving on to our biggest surprise. And our nominees there were Cyberpunk, Hi-Fi Rush, Baldur's Gate 3, Hogwarts Legacy, and Forza Motorsports. And Josh, the loud crowd, looking here, uh, a little bit of a split. Uh, about half of yeah. them think you're going to say Baldur's Gate. We got 25% thinking you're going to say it's Cyberpunk and 25 thinking you're going to say Forza. So let them have it. What's what's the winner, man? Biggest <clears throat> surprise. Yeah, it was honestly a pretty good, uh, some pretty good guesses in there. But for me, it was uh, Forza Motorsport. Oh, okay. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm as I mean, I I had a good feeling I was gonna like Boulder's Gate just based on the theme, and I love D and D. It, I mean, uh, frankly, it did surprise me on its like just full breadth of capability. Uh, but you knew you were already going to like it kind of deal, right? I, I had a feeling like yeah. I wasn't going to be surprised if I liked it. Uh, but Forza, like I'm not a big racing game guy. Uh, in fact, I I don't really like avoid them, but I've never really gone after them either. But at the time I was still a Game Pass subscriber. And so I'm like, it's coming out for, P it, you know, I'll have it on my um, my newer laptop, which can run stuff awesome. It has my car in it. The one thing that was going to... <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, driving to play uh, a racing game and i ended up having like a bunch of fun with forza uh more more so than i thought i would like i knew i was gonna be uh, i was gonna like it with all the game with all the cars because whoever curated those cars has great taste yes um there's a lot of cool stuff in there uh cars i would never <laughs> never even attempt to own and then uh, of course my car was in it. i got to modify it make it crazy fast and try to compete with cars far more nimble than it which yeah. was a struggle as i anticipated to be so i, I appreciate the realism in that um yeah man I, I ended up just really enjoying myself and kind of looking forward to playing it which i didn't really see myself doing for a racing game hell yeah nice nice yeah it looks like hobbit was one of the ones that took a leap on boulders uh not choosing boulders gate and picking forts unsteady says here in chat so uh there's uh there's oh, one there's one uh, of the nice. ones that guessed right. Yeah, I got it for sure, man. That's Nailed awesome. it. <laughs> that's that's super cool. That's right on. <clears throat> and uh, for you, they guessed uh fifty percent Hi-Fi Rush, another twenty five on Cyberpunk, and then twenty five percent in the Hogwarts Legacy. So uh, how how right were they? Well, uh, about as right as they were for you, because uh, yeah, my winner, uh, even though it maybe doesn't lean in the same reasons as you for being surprising. It kind of does was Hogwarts legacy. Um, okay. I have down, you know, this game absolutely nailed the feeling of Hogwarts and a Harry Potter franchise, a new character time frame, along with new enemies that felt powerful and meaningful to the story. Uh, the Lord and the lore of Hogwarts, uh, the battle system blew me away the most. Uh, I was so skeptical of how they would pull off the ability to use all the powers at the same time while simply, you know, making it simple. I mean, simple enough. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the immersion is is top tier in this game. Uh, all the de details that they took were just spot on. Uh, they were, they were everything was so deep in it. 
Um, they didn't hold back at all, but nice. I was, I was so skeptical. I love Harry Potter and I love, you know, the overall world, but it's, it's one of those that almost you, you love so much that you're so worried about something, doing something so exactly. wrong. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it, yeah. I I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. And that's, that's where it kind of leaned on me was, man, like we talked, we did like our reactions to the trailers and everything, you know, and the bits of gameplay they showed us, you know, they did the PlayStation showcase on it and we both had the same conversation. How is the combat going to work? Like this looks like mouse and keyboard combat. You're going to need like 20 keys and you know, that kind of stuff. And they, they pulled it off. Like the feeling of, you know, actually being a wizard and pulling off the moves and the blocks and, and the parries and everything that you had to do was spot on. It was great. And it was really fun. And then they built a world just that felt was so immersive that, uh, I, I was blown away. It was the game that when I picked this thing up, I didn't put it down until I was done. Like nothing interfered with me playing this game. That's- it was crazy for you dude yeah you, you jump around all the time i do i'm a bouncer man i'm all the way i'm i'm frog hopping you know game to game all the time and that was <laughs> another thing it was just it just kept me going it just had such a good story um and it didn't have to relate to you know harry potter or you know all those characters it was just kind of stood on its own <clears throat> and i was super super happy about that and thoroughly surprised that is how much i enjoyed it uh and they they did it right so i can't wait for more from that in the future as well but yeah, that is my winner. Hell yeah. Got robbed of the Game Awards, but not the Loud Thumbs Awards. That's right, bastards. I cannot believe that still. <laughs> it's a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Avalanche killed it, man. They really, really did. Uh, and I say, I'll say it again. I said, I said it on last episode, but Avalanche Studios, to make that game after what they had made in the past, it just goes to show that you just put passion behind something. People are going to make something amazing. And I mean, same, same as your Forza winner. I mean, those people are passionate about cars and if they weren't passionate about cars, we wouldn't have got a game like that either. Cause Forza is amazing. Yeah. Bunch of fun. Uh, next we have is the best multiplayer category. And as you know, Josh and I play a lot of multiplayer together on the show. If you're not familiar with that, that is our Wednesday episodes, uh, or that is our third week of the month. Uh, Wednesdays or Fridays we play. And, uh, a lot of these are going to come out of that, honestly. Um, cause we like to play multiplayer games together and yep. the nominees for that were Ghostbusters, uh, Spirits Unleashed, Halo Infinite, Overwatch 2, Baldur's Gate 3, and Diablo 4. And Josh, it looks like, uh, and we got another 50, 25, 25 here. We have 50% thinking you're going to say Baldur's Gate 3, 25 think Diablo, and 25 think Overwatch 2. So I'm curious, what do you got over there? What's your winner? Oh, dude, all good games. <clears throat> Excuse me, leftovers from, from my <laughs> flu. Um, oh, man, I think it's going to have to be Baldur's Gate. And for one main reason for, well, OK, yeah, a, a big reason being playing with my wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the highlights of my gaming year is coming home and I don't ask. My wife is like, <laughs> asked me like, hey, can we play Baldur's Gate tonight? And I'm like, hell yeah, we can play Duh. Baller's Game Night. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and the integration is actually super easy. The split screen is super easy. Also, uh, I'm playing it on PC. So I guess I can't speak too much to how it works on canceled, uh, 
canceled console. Um, and so all she does is turn her controller on and it pops her character in and it splits the screen. No weirdness, no fuss, no nothing. It, it works so well. The, the turn-based system makes it super easy and it, we get to collaborate on stuff. Uh, she's not beholden to where I am, both to my amusement <laughs> and an occasional frustration. I find her halfway across the city sometimes. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but it doesn't like keep everyone together and force anybody to do any right. one thing. She can go off and interact with characters as much as she wants. Like, you're <clears throat> you're playing in the same campaign, but you're you're collaborating. You're doing like random D and D stuff, man. Talking to characters, getting information uh and uh yeah for being able to like play a game with her that was it the game is super high quality anyway but uh to do be able to play something with my wife that she wants to play on nearly a daily basis now that she's graduated it may become a daily basis <laughs> uh is what makes dreams it are coming alive people the dream is happening <laughs> i know dude <laughs> oh man that's great that's super cool though i love it that's awesome that's yeah. uh, totally deserves a win just from that alone, man. I mean, hands down. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a little bit mostly sentimental, but yeah, it all it also functions great, and it's also a bunch of fun to play with other yeah. people. It is your winner, yeah. you know. That's how this works for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for yours, uh, they got another fifty twenty twenty five. Um, fifty percent guest guest Halo Infinite. 25 for Ghostbusters and another 25 for Baldur's Gate. What'd you pick? Yeah, well, I actually picked Overwatch, man. So nobody, nobody got that one right. So, <laughs> so suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Overwatch is a bunch of fun, though. Dude. It was. God, it was. And, and I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Um, I hear you. Yeah. obviously winning helps you know maybe because we did win you know that helps a little bit more you know we won more than we lost so. true that's true <laughs> but <laughs> you know some of the problems uh well not really problems but some of the some of the reasons in the boulders gate i just don't have enough time in yet uh my wife and i've played that's it fair. and we've mostly used a lot of that time learning and getting through like you know uphill struggles with steam deck you know ability breaking and things like that you know they they broke, yeah. they broke yeah. the game about you know, a weekend to us starting to try to play the game. So that kind of sucked. Um, Halo, I know that's a big one. Loud crowd, 50% of you guys thought I was going to pick that one. I understand why. I, I'm a huge Halo fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have you have made, uh, you've not hidden that at all. Right, so, right. Uh, exactly. I get it, yeah. Um, but it not, not that Halo hit my biggest disappointment list at all. It wasn't a nominee at all, but it, it was disappointing. I mean, Halo is not what Halo used to be, and that's unfortunate. But mm. um, and Ghostbusters, Josh and I have a ton of fun on Ghostbusters when we stream. Oh, it. And and yeah, all the time. Yeah, I, I I can't say enough for that game. That game's great. I think that won last year's best multiplayer for both of us. It either won or I know it was nominated. I didn't look at last year's, to be honest with you. But yes, it was either a winner or highly nominated as a runner up or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Overwatch 2, man, I mean, it was only a short amount of hours I played the thing, but I enjoyed all of my time in it, and I I, I just love it. It's It was a lot of fun. I'm not one of those hardcore, you know, I bought a bunch of stuff in the first game that didn't get transferred over sort of guy, so yeah. I, I didn't yeah. get my feelings hurt about that. So that does help some, too. However, I just think 
I think it's a solid ass multiplayer game. Like didn't have problems, enjoyed it, understood, you know, I lost because of me and those kinds of things all come down to it. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the feeling of team and kind of camaraderie that Overwatch brings is something I miss from the Halo days of, you know, Halo 3 and oh, prior. Okay. And it really touches that part of like my that gaming bone, you know, in my body where it's like, man, this is so fun because you, you all work together for a common goal and you all know what you're going in to do. And it's a lot of fun. And it's unlike, you know, a lot of other multiplayers that exist out there now, including Halo. Honestly, everybody's out there just trying to unlock the next stupid skin that you got to do some dumb achievement <laughs> thing for, you know, and they ruin the gameplay yeah. doing that. They jump into the game and just focus on that. And they don't care if they're actually helping the team. So the fact that yeah. kind of Overwatch is always that team based XP sort of thing is kind of tipped it over the edge for me. I mean, I really weighed it out. Um, and it, it definitely this year was between Halo and Overwatch. They're the two I put the most time in this year. And um, I didn't put much time in Overwatch at all, to be honest. I probably did play Ghostbusters more now that I think about it with me and you playing streams. But oh, uh, it's possible yeah. off stream stuff. Overwatch uh, got some got some love, too. <clears throat> but yeah, Overwatch 2 for me this year, guys. So I'm looking forward to playing a little bit more. My son's uh, my son's back into it again, too. So we're having fun with that. Nice. Nice. Uh, next we're going to click it over here to the best single player game and nominees are cyberpunk 2077 robocop spider-man 2 hogwarts legacy Star Fox 2 and josh uh best single player they think is 50 percent say cyberpunk so i i they, you didn't even play that game so we know that's <laughs> not <didn't>. it um <laughs> <laughs> uh, 25 say hogwarts legacy you didn't play that one either so <laughs> And somebody uh, got it right, though. And 25% <laughs> said Spider-Man 2. So I, I think, is that your winner? Maybe? I think, yeah, I think so, dude. Yeah. Just, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, Spider-Man 2. I mean, it was it was more of what was great about the 2018 game. Uh, I guess I, I suppose I played the, the remastered version. Uh, but I mean, more fluid combat, just as good character development. Um, I thought Miles was even better in this game than his own game. Yeah. Um, I mean, what was what was not to like about swinging around? The the gliders were way cooler than I expected. Oh yeah, they made me nervous. But then I was super validated, or not? I sorry, I wasn't validated. They they validated their their thing For by sure. making it so good. Um, yeah, I mean, better combat. I liked all the skills. It ate eight different things to do all at once seems like a lot in combat. They made it so easy to use all of them, but I never felt overwhelmed. Uh, man, this, it, I, this game, I, I had so much fun. It was another one that I, I couldn't wait to play after work getting towards the end of the day. I'm like, all right, I'm home and I'm going to take care of the dogs. I'm going to pop on some Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I did for, <laughs> for many days that came out when I was on vacation so I got to like spend a ton of time with it all at once. So that was awesome. And man, much love to Star Fox 2, though. For being such an old game, uh, it played way better than I expected it to as well. Yeah, as, it did. As an honorable mention. I had a blast at that game when I really didn't expect to. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I was on vacation with Spider-Man 2. I actually took uh, vacation on purpose for that and Mario. And yeah, same same exact scenario. It was like just sucked you in. You had so much fun playing it. And it, yeah, it was absolutely a fantastic video game. 
Uh, can't ask for too many uh, better single player games that we got this year. There was a, a bunch of good ones oh, to choose from. Oh, dude, so many. Yeah, and Spider-Man 2 was right up there with them all, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, Nick, uh, 50, 50% of people thought you said uh, Spider-Man 2, uh, another 25% for Hogwarts Legacy, and another 25% for RoboCop, Rogue City. RoboCop's okay. really fun, too, by the way. And it's it's a game for the fans, so if you're a RoboCop fan, go buy that game. It deserves your money. Um, I went with Cyberpunk 2077 on this one, so no one got this one right in the loud crowd. Um, I mean, it's very simple. That with the inclusion of Phantom Liberty in this game now, that this this game is in in top five. I don't know where it lands, but top five games of all time for me. Um, oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know where it lands. I would I would have to sit down and really really think hard about that. Maybe we'll do that this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see if yeah. Josh and I are up for doing something like that. But um, the game made a complete turnaround in you know roughly three years. And I know I'm beating a dead horse over here because, you know, I've said that so many times, but it's true. Um, I think it was very fitting to win the award it did at the Game Awards for, you know, the best ongoing game, because I don't care if there's Mm. no multiplayer in it Mm. or not. I know that was kind of a a contingence. You know, a lot of people got really, Mm. uh, you know, why is this in here? You know, it's not even a multiplayer game, so on and so forth. But I think that gives it even more of a reason to be a winner in that category because yeah. they could have let it die. They could have just been like, yeah, we got our money. We're good. They could have, they yeah. could have cut their losses when everything was bad and broken, but they kept with it. Yeah. Completely revamped it and then released a killer DLC on top of that. Yeah. And those revamps, they didn't ask for any money for, they, they knew they screwed up. They put, you know, the best foot forward, got behind it, corrected the ship and, you know, put out an awesome DLC when they knew it was time and they knew it was ready and it hit and it was fantastic and there was no problems with it. So we saw what we would have gotten had there, whatever happened in the background, probably board members and stuff. We know how this goes with businesses. Um, if yeah, they would yeah. have just not done a thing, there would have been, a, this, this would have been nominated for game of the year this year. There's no doubt in my mind. If they would have waited till 2023 yeah. and launched this game, with what we see oh with okay initial launch in 2023 yes. yeah i think i've been a strong contender yes yeah so uh would it have won uh, probably not i mean going up against Baldur's gate like you know everybody else had to yeah probably not you know but <laughs> like everyone else had to oh yeah yeah i'm sure the developers felt that <laughs> oh yeah man they were like god this is not good for us you know but um yeah phantom liberty definitely pushed cyberpunk over the edge for me of this is what a lot of people wanted in 2020. It didn't arrive. We got it three years late and the people that were patient were, I mean, they, they deserved what they got. They were winners, 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 because it was so good. Um, the performances are amazing throughout the entire game. And I'm, I'm, I think I've just passed like 80 hours between my three ish playthroughs right now, which is a lot of game time for me, people. So it is a lot of time for Nick. That's That's, my, it was my number one. I mean, that's an average me time. That's That's an average you time. time. Yes. (laughs) You got that right. You got that right. Um, so yeah, I think it it ended up being number one on my uh, wrap up for PlayStation. It was my number one amount of hours was in cyberpunk. It checks out. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's my winner. Best single player. Uh, highly, highly recommend picking up. This game is like 60 bucks. 
like for everything. And that's at full price. You Google pick the game up for 30 and get the DLC for 30 and you're getting like over a hundred hours worth of gameplay and not to mention how many different stories. Dude. So Hell yeah. it is fully worth a pickup. All right. Next we have best value and our nominees on that are going to be cyberpunk, uh, Hogwarts legacy, Baldur's gate three, Zelda tears of the kingdom and Diablo four. And Josh, they believe loud crowd says cyberpunk, which you didn't play. We have, we've established this people. <laughs> hey, we're going to razz you all out there until you listen a lot more. <laughs> it's okay. You can razz us back. It's all good. We love it. We don't razz unless we expect it back. That's how we play. Um, <laughs> 25% say Zelda tears of the kingdom and 25% saying Diablo four. So best value. What do you, what do you got? <clears throat> Oh, honestly, all these games are incredible values, incredible values. Um, all in one year. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. All in one year. Uh, but man, it's a tough one for me, man. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Now I'm questioning myself. because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I would love to say Tears of the Kingdom, and there's there's only one caveat getting in the way of that, is that Diablo, I can get like 40 hours per class. Yeah. Per season. And that's the only reason it beats it out. Like, if you're not on PC, Tears of the Kingdom's your value game. I think, for sure. Uh, well, Diablo came out for a lot of stuff, but I'm a hardcore yeah. Diablo on PC kind of guy. Yeah. That's how I've been playing it for like, God, what 24 years now and I'm getting old man you're getting old <laughs> my early 30s so old the walker out <laughs> <laughs> yes uh but i think that's what beats it out i mean tears of the kingdom you can easily put hundreds of hours in i think before i'm ever done with diablo 4 it'll be closing the gap on a thousand probably yeah i haven't played it as hard as i did diablo 3 that's only because Diablo three is the only thing that was like relevant at the time for me, at least Yeah. when, when I was playing it. So I like, that's what I played for like months and it was awesome. And I've tried to put more time in Diablo as I, as I can. And it's still awesome. I, I, I love Diablo four. All the classes are uh, really great. I love that they brought the rogue back from the first game. I have yet to really dive into that character, but I love that they brought her back. Uh, the sorcerer, coming back as like a staple class in Diablo series. I love to see it's a lot of fun. The Druid coming back is awesome. I think the story trumps any other Diablo story that they've had so far, far better writing. Not that, not that the others were bad. This is just again, improved like that. But yeah. the Diablo team has a real passion for the series and it really shows and comes out with every game and every cinematic that you see. Um, I've had a bunch of fun grinding away, picking stuff up it's a little bit more rewarding now they've actually really improved the experience system nice and so i've seen much more like max level characters where if i saw a max level character i'm like that guy plays diablo and nothing else and now if i see a max level character like oh he's been playing this character for a few weeks and then grinding <laughs> it out so i've had an absolute blast of diablo and because i can get that value with every season starting new characters with the new cool mechanics they release every season now that's why it, I think, just barely edges out Zelda for me. I mean, that makes sense. Um, 
I'm actually surprised it's not closer between Diablo and Baldur's Gate for you because true. You, yeah, you just, you've had so much time that you've enjoyed playing that with Casey as well. And, uh, I, I know you have dozens yeah. and dozens of hours in that game too. So <laughs> yeah, just me and her, uh, I think we're approaching 80 if we didn't cross 80 last night. Nice. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. So for you, Nick, uh, there's only two choices. You got, you got a 50, 50 split right? between <laughs> cyberpunk and Zelda. You know, we got one right this time. Y'all listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, my my winner uh, yet again is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, Zelda, I absolutely loved, and you're not wrong. It was definitely my second choice. Um, it it would have been uh, you know runner up, but uh, kind of the reasons that Cyberpunk wanted out was the a massive amount, and this also goes in style of gameplay too. Not that I don't like Zelda's style of gameplay, but cyberpunk Uh like speaks directly to me. Um, (laughs) That's fair. So I I, I can't deny that first, but the, the other part was similar to what you just said in Diablo, the, the amount of choices and ways you can play cyberpunk are so vast and they can just be a mix mash of however you want to play them. And you're going to get a different feel as you play either dialogue um or gameplay or dialogue and gameplay however you kind of play it through because um and josh you probably don't even know this either but the options to play through the game you're obviously you have your beginning options which is street kid um corpo and the um why am i forgetting it street kid corpo and why am i forgetting it there's a third one that i'm spacing right now um (laughs) What are their names? Um, it, it's the one um, that I have not played all the way through yet. That's why I can't remember it right now. Because my first time I played through was Street Rat or Street Kid. Then I did Corpo, and I just started the newer one with uh, with this one here, and I cannot remember this name. So, but not only I think Josh is helping me Google over there, but not only that, <laughs> yeah, um, you can. You can also then change your stats to be nomad. A, nomad. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. You can change your stats as you play and become a different type of player as well. Not only where your roots going to be established from your first choice, but then as you play through the game, you get to choose things where you'll become a net runner, a rocker boy, a fixer, a solo, a corpo uh, or not a corpo, but um, a cop um, or techie. So you have all these other builds that you can put together that will then change how you play the game. You know, you might lean more stealth or you might lean more melee. Uh, you might mm. lean more, you know, run and gun options. You might be just a, a beefy defender that can just, you know, bullet sponge and just lay waste to people. Um, or, you know, you can just go nuts and just become a, a crazy edge runner um, in the, in the Phantom Liberty stuff. You can actually get to a point where you can, be so what they call chromed out in the game where you have so many tech add-ons that you are now like, uh, okay. You're able to basically control, you know, cyberspace more or less, you know, uh, and you become this crazy, you know, edge edge runner, like in the Netflix series. So you're way yeah, overpowered. Yeah. Everybody comes for you. They want to try and kill you. You have a big target on your head. 
and being able to make all those choices. And I'm on my third full playthrough. That doesn't count the few others where I just went in and went nuts. <clears throat> and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a ton of fun and it's super, super deep. Now, uh, the skill trees are amazing and the abilities to drop in and, you know, respec at any time adds so much value to a game for me because so many of them don't do that. You know, you get into a, a position where you've dumped your points yeah. and now you're stuck and now you can literally go back and <laughs> yeah. just buy those babies back and just respec someplace else. And I think that I love that, you know, as far as accessibility on top of adding value, because you're just going to keep people playing it more and more. He's like, man, wonder what happens if I play that boss with a different, you know, style, you know, character. Oh, well, let me let me load my save and respec and then I'll do it again. And maybe it's not as fun. Maybe it's more fun. But then you kind of find that balance and it just helps a lot with uh, your, your enjoyment with the game. It does for me anyway. So Cyberpunk 2077, a hell of a value. Again, like I already said, game's like 60 bucks. And to the total, if you complete the game, uh, is 130 hours. So that's pretty that's damn a, good. It's pretty stout. Yeah, yeah. For 60 bucks, you're, you're, you're knocking out that. You're like 50 cents an hour at that point if we're going by the, the game per hour, dollar <laughs> per hour situation. Yeah, so, yeah. Highly, highly urge people to play some Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, um dude. next we have the best exclusive so we're gonna flip over to that here and we have <coughs> zelda uh tears of the kingdom super mario wonder hi-fi rush and spider-man josh the loud crowd they are 50 50 split on you this time and it's either spider-man or zelda what do we got Ooh, dude as much as i absolutely love spider-man and yuri lowenthal is my favorite spider-man in any media um zelda is my best exclusive okay uh yeah i i loved zelda i was i don't know if i want to say skeptical of like what they're going to do different maybe skeptical is a word is a word because i it, from their initial previews and stuff it just like they looked like they lifted some st- <laughs> some land off the ground and now you're in the sky a little bit right and like, how's this going really going to be different and some of the new abilities seemed a little bit wonky and super different but the more i played the game the more i dove into it the more i explored the endless possibilities that is that game the more i fell in love with it every time it had a similar concept as Breath of the Wild as to, uh, as to like going to like the four different like villages and, and accomplishing goals that way. But overall, um, it was a lot more rewarding than the Divine Beast by like an order of magnitude. Oh, yeah. More rewarding. So, I mean, loving Breath of the Wild, I adored what they did with this game. They brought back the dungeons, even if, yeah. even if they were on the smaller side. They brought them back just like I wanted. And they felt really good. Excuse me. And I think the whole game was done really well. They they kind of reused the map, but in like a really in like really creative ways and ways that made me want to re-explore. I thought I was a little bit worried I was gonna go in there and like, well, I've been all over this map the first time. What are they really gonna do this time? And they blew me away with all of that. Not to mention all like the, the sky islands and then the underground completely threw me for a loop. I had no idea that was coming and how cool it would be to be down there and explore an entire different level 
of Hyrule. And it was the entire experience incredible. All, all of it well laid out, well thought out. Nothing was just filler. Nothing was just open world nonsense. There was a purpose for everything, with which is crazy with how huge that map is. Yeah. And we saw why we had to wait so long because they didn't just go, oh, copy, paste, add a new story. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was some reused stuff, but it was pretty lightly reused. Oh, yeah. Even the breakable weapons, they're like, I got you. I see you. We're keeping this mechanic in, but we're going to make it better for you guys. Yeah. And it was, dude, it was so nice to change your weapon ties to exactly what you needed instead of having to like run across a creature that had the thing you wanted. And I never had the the fear. I don't, Nick. I don't know how you played Breath of the Wild, but like, did you ever like save your best weapons to only ever never to only never use them? Absolutely, dude. Like, I'm not <laughs> wasting this good stuff on a freaking moblin. Yep. Uh, I, I didn't have this that problem. I mean, I did a little bit with some like certain materials that I got. Like, oh, I right. found two of those. So I'm not just going to use it willy nilly. But for the most part, if you could find something, you could farm some. Yep. So. It was much more rewarding. Like, I need a bludgeoning weapon. No problem. I know where to get that or I have that. And yeah. so it was so much easier to play like that. Yeah. As as chat says here, uh, gear fear is real. Yes, it is. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, it is. And yes, y- it is. you're not wrong, man. It was it was so nice that Zelda. Uh, by the way, I might as well just say Zelda's my winner, too. So uh, loud, <laughs> loud crowd. Uh, you, you got hey, someone you, got it. Right. Someone got it right. Or, you know, 25 percent of you anyway. Um, and 75 uh, percent did vote Spider-Man, too. Uh, again, you got you guys are on point because those are my top twos again. So you're doing it. Nice. But nice. um, yeah, I mean, the way they gave us an option this time instead of, you know, you're screwed to just find the one weapon and, you know, fighting a certain enemy or something, you know, you could get materials this time and actually, you know, build it and make it, you know, infused with that particular ability that you needed or something along them lines was a godsend. Like it it made playing oh the game gosh. a totally more manageable and less kind of. I don't know. I, I, there's so many words you could use for it, but it was just it was encumbrance, I guess, would be the easiest word I could use for it. OK, it just yeah. it, it encumbered yeah. the game. Like, you know, I just always felt like there's an extra weight on me of like, God, I got a freaking weight to use it or I, you know, I need to go find <laughs> yeah. it now that I did use it. And it got re- you got re- destroyed on a, a stupid enemy because it was the last weapon I had at the availability or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, Zelda, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot to, to even type on this because I could go on for hours about, you know, Zelda and how awesome it is. But yeah, I mean, to weigh out why it did beat Spider-Man for me was honestly, it was the amount of like time I felt amazed, like just mm, seeing yeah, how big yeah. everything was and it wasn't the same and it wasn't a cookie cutter situation. And I felt I felt like I was having more fun for longer than I did in Spider-Man. Spider-Man was really great, but it was very concise. It was very, this isn't a bad word, but it was very funneled. And that's great. You know, I like those games all the time. When I can get one, I'm going to play it and love it. But Zelda just felt so like opened and like this... I mean, you know, the first game was Breath of the Wild and, you know, it was a giant breath of a game. You know, it was Tears of the Kingdom was that like times 10. Like, and how did you do Which this? Which is insane. <laughs> insane. Yeah. We were all blown away by the first one, let alone this. Yeah. And I was just like, OK, 
uh, you know, between the two of these, I mean, it was, it was tough, but man, to the magic it pulled off on that console and how it's Zelda with still not feeling Zelda and it, the, the story and the ending and the cool shit and the goosebumps and all that, you know, it was just such a game, man. I mean, Nintendo oh, knocked dude. it out of the park. That ending, the end fight. Yeah. Best Ganon fight. Dude. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, yeah. And like, for a while, like Wind Waker with that cool, like right? waterfall arena yeah. was like probably the coolest. This beats that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, dude. It's so good. So excellent. We had, we had a match this year. So, so far we got one match. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's awesome. All right, guys, uh, the big one here. We're we're at the doozy of them. Here we go. Yep, here we are. Here we are. Uh, nominees, Game of the Year, Cyberpunk 2077, Spider-Man 2, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, Hogwarts Legacy. And Josh, they believe out there in loud crowd world that you are going to say 75% of them think you're going to say Zelda. Pretty strong opinion in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 25% believe Spider-Man. So we'll see. Uh, what What do you got? Do they win? Do they Do they get it right? Oh, man. This is another, this is another tough one. For me, it would be between Baldur's Gate and Zelda as I much as that. I adore Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Loved that game. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, man. I think Zelda's got to take it. I think the live car is right. Okay. I think they're dead. I think they're right. I mean, I adore Baldur's Gate three for multiple reasons. Big D and D guy get to play video games with my wife. Uh, and like the whole game is continuous with what feels like limitless possibility, but and this may be a little nostalgia talking, but I've been a Zelda fan since I was seven years old, man. 24 years of Zelda. And this one still proves to me like Nintendo's still making it fresh, still making it good. And yeah. it still feels like Zelda, even being so wildly different from my all-time favorite Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Like, I still get this. I still see the DNA. I still feel the DNA. To me, it's fully a Zelda. And I just got blown away by that so much every time i played it was a new experience and i found new things and i was able to do exactly what i thought might happen could happen i loved all the building stuff yeah it just yeah i mean it's real close like like stair like a stair step close man i mean Baldur's <laughs> gates right up there for me but um it was just it was and it, i mean it also came in a pretty good, good time in my life where having something portable i could have was great i remember playing uh tears of the kingdom on my living room floor because all my furniture was oh, in yeah. a moving pod yeah <laughs> and i could still play i could still game while doing like having one of the most like one of the more busy busier parts of my life happen right and so i mean it was and it was easy to pick up and put down too. I mean, so like one of like Nick's big uh, positive points in a lot of games, like he likes to jump around. It, it was yep. easy to pick up. If you put it down for a day or two, or two you pick that back up. You weren't lost by any stretch. Right. And if you were, all you had to do was walk somewhere and find something to do. And the, honestly, the journal in that game was really well organized too. But that's the level of enjoyment and 
the, the high I rode the entire time I was playing that game, crazy good. I, I loved every second I put into that game. Yeah, totally worth uh, a definitely game of the year winner for sure. Um, I believe uh, IGN just today announced that Zelda is their game of the year at their. Oh, did they? Their company. Nice. So awesome. Um, awesome. Yep. It was bound to get some love everywhere else. I mean, what an amazing game. Yeah, yeah, it definitely deserved to be uh, nominated for uh, the Game uh, Game of the Year awards, too. Um, obviously, Baldur's Gate, fully deserving of its title. I get it, man. It, it's it's just a hair's difference for me, but yeah, just barely. Yeah, and uh, for you, you got a four way split. Yeah, twenty five percent for Zelda, another twenty five for Spider Man, uh, the uh, the third twenty five for Cyberpunk, and then the last quarter for Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've played all of them this year, so that that's good. Um, <laughs> the uh, the the winner for me, and I mean, this one this one took a while. Um, I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking of this all the way up to just a few days ago and I was like, okay, I gotta have a winner before we record. Right. I gotta get it by Friday. <laughs> gotta <laughs> do it. You, gotta do it. Yeah. So I'm like, man, it's, it's not really a toss up, but like you said, the stair step thing, they're so close together and it, it was tough, but, uh, my my winner for game of the year is is Cyberpunk 2077. Mm, um I I thought maybe. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've been leaning that way for a long time and I'm like, you know what? I got to give everything a fair shot. I'm going to wait and wait, think it through and you know, it was everything I've already said on tonight's episode, not to mention on, you know, our review episode when we, you know, we reviewed this and Baldur's Gate uh three yeah. together. But man, this game is just, it, it's so good. Like it has done so many things for me personally yeah. in an RPG game. Um, this, this is honestly one. I mean, it's an RPG. It's a first person RPG, but we all know that that is what CD project red, red makes is RPGs. And yeah. I came out of Witcher thought of it. I'm like, you know, like Witcher's good. There's things about it I don't like. Then they come out with this and I'm like, okay, I got to give it a chance. And, you know, I enjoyed it when I first played it. And coming back to it this year, was just, it's just a whole different game for me. Uh, how it looks, how it plays, how it feels. Um, all of it just so updated to, you know, a PS5 standards, you know, the next gen awesome. standard just feels yeah. finally like it's there, like it's the game that we deserved. And it's it's taught me to enjoy and respect RPG games more than I ever thought I would. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, right. dude. Yeah. And because I, I was never an RPG guy. I mean, <clears throat> I was like, give me Halo. Give me Grand Theft Auto. You know, there's mm -hmm. you know, there's no RPG things in those. You know, it's just I mean, I guess no. you, you could pick it apart if you want to do a San Andreas. You know, there is some in there with building your oh, character to be okay. like a tank or be runny. You know, you could exercise him or make him just a big fat guy that can just beat people up easily. Stuff like that. But not built on an RPG platform. Uh, Cyberpunk yeah. is built on a side uh, RPG platform for sure. Um, and it was so easy for me to play. And 
it, it just gave me hope of like, I understand these games. Yeah, right on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not yeah. lost. I, I get it. Like, you know, you, you build up a certain thing. It, it affects something. And that said thing can then affect another thing in the branch. And then you keep going down the branch. And it was just such a new concept for me. And then with everything they've done this year and the way they've updated the skill trees and the storytelling, all of it just came together in this extra easy way where I was like able to even play again. And it was, even though it was different, it was easier and better than the first time I played. I wasn't going like, nice. Oh man, what, what happened? Why'd they change the menus to the, to look like this and look like that, you know? Um, but it, it was just, um, I don't know the words I want to use for it, but it, it was, it pushed me just enough to go outside of my comfort zone and learn things and enjoy them without feeling like I was put into like a chore or a grinding session or something like that. And I, I absolutely love it. CD project red has done an awesome job, um, at doing everything they've done with this game and keeping it alive. And, I it's my game of the year. I absolutely love Hell this yeah, game, dude. dude. It's so so good. Highly 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 recommend go pick it up. Such a deal. It's an amazing deal. That's awesome. Now I'm I'm really glad. Uh, and I was uh, really interested to hear that it really opened you up to like just like an RPG in general. Like out of two of us, like I'm definitely the RPG player, and so I really like that that puzzle building, character building sort of thing. Yeah. And for you to like to really like pique your interest uh, in in like RPG mechanics, that's awesome. Like I knew it, it went in pretty heavily <clears throat> into that, um, but I, I'm glad to hear it has like a significant impact in what it is you do too. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, you know, with like I talked in the value section, it's uh, so many different ways to play, and you can just play around with those and have fun with it, and just feel like you're a god or you know the stealthiest person in the world, or you know however you wanted to play, yeah, you could yeah. play. Uh, so it definitely gave you that like freedom of, you know, role playing, being the character you wanted to be. And all of a sudden you want to change it, change it. They gave you the freedom of it. And I think that's like that's the the thing that a lot of video games forget about. You know, Zelda didn't forget about mm. that. You know, Spider-Man didn't forget about that. Like there were like so many things about them are fun. We want to have fun in our games, but we also want to have freedom and choice to do other things yeah. and yeah. not be forced down a funnel. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously all of our nominees here are open world games, which I find amazing. Like they're every single one oh, of them they, are open. World. Are. Yeah. Yeah. dude, It's become such a staple anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fantastic. Honestly. Um, I don't, I don't mind a linear game. I, I think those are actually quite refreshing. Um, as kind of my experience with Alan Wake, that was, Nice breath of fresh air, actually. Uh, but man, I was laughing at chat. I wasn't laughing at you, you, uh, Josh. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the drink hobbits too. Yeah, uh, time I, to join the RPG crowd. We got cookies and branching dialogue options. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yes, yeah, I will. I will yeah. join. I'm there. I'm there. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Uh, but back to what you were saying there. Completely lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I saw it, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they really have pulled me, a non-RPG player, into an RPG, you know, mindset. 
And that's it's really, really difficult to do. And that that was what kind of tipped my uh, choice was like. Zelda, oh, yeah. You know, that new experience. Yeah. 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 It was like that's you, legit. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I no no qualms to Zelda. I mean, amazing game. All oh, these no. all these are amazing games, dude. So, yes. And yes. Uh, it's just when something can can take my brain and just go like a little to the right and go, man, like that is show you something to... from a fresh new ex- perspective. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's, Hell yeah. That's fantastic. That does make an experience like ultra rewarding. Like even if it's not like the highest tier of quality game, but if it can show you something and like in a way you haven't seen something or the way in a, in a way that you haven't normally enjoyed it, but you enjoy it there. It just takes like the, like the whole level of enjoyment, like to 10, right? Yes. Because you're like, it, it just like it, the one thing that makes you click and like, I get it. This is what it is. Right. Right. And so they're like, Oh, this one. And then you get to fully take advantage of that. You kind of know what you're doing already or, or like suddenly. And then, and then just makes, it's a really just, for lack of a better word, again, a rewarding experience. Yep, absolutely. And and it being that times eight different options or whatever you could do multiplied <laughs> by each other because you can just yeah. completely change yeah. how you play through and what you do and what side quests you do and which ones you don't. And then those will branch a new, you know, obvious like, you know, branching dialogue options and, you know, tiers and things like that that it lets you go through um, that you may or may not unlock in a playthrough that you'll unlock in another playthrough. And I, I, I think it's amazing. I, I think that's just absolutely fantastic. But the, the fact that these are all open world titles and they all still have this like concise story that can still kind of go wherever is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a testament to us too, because both of us, are very heavy, like linear single player gamers, especially Mm -hmm. like prior to starting the podcast. So showing where, where we have come and where games have come along with us and just seeing where they, they have led us to these amazing experiences that are extremely large in you know overall scope maybe not in the you know number of hours played you know spider-man open world you know not a huge amount of story you know in that game to complete it but it still falls in an open world setting oh yeah it is how how much that is uh kind of become a common thing for video games now like open world is just basically just a game now (laughs) like you know it's just (laughs) Oh, okay. it really is we we, we yeah. got the tech for it let's make the world enormous and and have a ton of fun in the world while we can uh build an amazing story all inside of it and yeah uh, i think that's kind of cool I, I didn't even pay attention to that um you know even making all the artwork and doing everything for the show i didn't even like i was like <laughs> oh all of these are open world that is super cool um also by happenstance if you're watching on video the winners are on the top of this uh, right now in this image that was not planned i did not know josh's winners at all so <laughs> dude it could have just as easily been Baldur's gay like uh, exactly yeah just beat it by a hair man honestly yeah. i i just put those two at the top going well that that's my one and two i'll put them at the top you know and see if people catch it or whatever <laughs> but what in order of the ones at what as you thought of them yeah yeah more or less so but uh yeah uh, a great year uh amazing games 
and uh, we can't wait for next year. So, and that's yeah. uh, that's what we want to talk about now. Before we get out of here, we have most anticipated game we want to talk about for uh, 2024. What uh, what do you got, Josh? We didn't we didn't have a loud crowd guess on this one because this is just a fun <laughs> I was one. Double checking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no guesses. Um, dude, it's. I feel like there's an obvious answer for me. It's Hades too, man. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I knew it. From, I knew it would be. <laughs> I love Hades, dude. Yeah. I, was, I just played it a couple days ago because I wasn't feeling good enough to experience anything else that I didn't know. And so I'm like, good or reliable. Come here, buddy. There it is. Uh, like a warm blanket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like a warm blanket, man. Feels so good to jump back in. Uh, so Hades too, dude. I'm so pumped. Uh, what few glimpses we have i love the look of the new protagonist she looks awesome i'm I'm really excited to see if they um what they do with other like greek mythology they hit all the big notes in the first game and i'm excited to see if they dive into some like some lesser known stuff or if they dive into some other big notes that like you know maybe people don't know quite as well so uh well dude, chat agrees with you we got a we got a, a yeah, major dude. capital yes hell yeah right <laughs> yes dude i'm so pumped for hades too i really hope it's sooner rather than later but if it's gonna make it better make it later right um yeah i'm super pumped the, all the all the screenshots and and just the brief few milliseconds we got of each uh shot of like movement looked incredible and i was super hyped for that reveal yeah yeah that was a pretty hype moment. I mean, that was on our it was one of the game award. Was it game awards last year that we streamed live? That's when I think they announced that. Yeah. And you're like, dude, it's Hades. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the music. Hell yeah, dude. The music oh, is awesome, real. too. Yeah. Yeah. The music is amazing. Yeah. I think that soundtrack is on like Spotify as well. I think you can oh, listen. No to, kidding. I'm pretty sure you can listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. 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 Part of the Zelda soundtrack was on there for a little while, too. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah real good um yeah mine is uh is probably also another easy one to guess was uh it, it's star wars outlaws so i really hope it comes out next year um it's just i'm trying to just forget about it so it does come out you know so you don't get too <laughs> hyped you know <laughs> i i did the same with Sim song don't worry about it <laughs> okay all right <laughs> i'm not alone <laughs> Uh, I jumped back and looked at last year's, uh, hypest game for me. And that was, uh, that was the suicide squad game. And that one's fallen off my radar pretty hard with all the, mm. you know, the, the drama yeah. going around with that one. So that one, I'm not too terribly worried about playing, uh, so much now, but, um, man, star Wars Owl looks so damn good. And I cannot, I cannot wait. Um, Hey I Hobbit, thanks for right, joining the, the chat, bud. Appreciate you, you tuning in. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Thanks for joining in. Yeah. It's going to be another great year in 2024. Hope to hope to see you in one chat even more than that's going to be awesome. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Cheers to you. <clears throat> but you were uh, right though. March, 2024 is when it's slated to be released. Okay. It was March. Okay. I yeah. thought I heard March somewhere. So, um, I'm so excited for that. I, I the fact that it, it could possibly come out in March. Right. And it means it's very far into development. So I like how they kept it a secret for so long. Nobody really knew. And then they dropped it and they showed us gameplay. And I mean, that's more than what GTA six just did for us. Um, So, (laughs) I mean, I'm a huge GTA fan. Uh, You guys don't know it. You know it now. But um, 
they dropped a trailer and it's in game scenes, but it's not gameplay. Okay, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. So I want to see what the game plays like from Rockstar, not from all the leaks and all this other crap that's going on. So the fact that Star Wars Outlaws did that and this is a Ubisoft game, it's a Ubisoft game, dude. They don't do stuff like this. So I'm like on edge, you know, yeah. GTA six will be 20, 30 chat. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, it's, it's I, not, it's not going to be on the hype list until it's in my hands. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> then funny I'll get hyped. it's true. It is funny. Cause it's true. You're not wrong. Yes. Yes. Uh, but man, um, I, I love star Wars to the point where I, I just enjoy it. I'm not a hardcore fan. And this looks yeah. like a game for the people like me. And it everything I play or, you know, consume this Star Wars just makes me a little bit more of a fan. And video games are my favorite thing that they make. So I can't wait to play this. It looks so amazing. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, man. Even uh, nothing against Star Wars. It's just not my thing. But even had me looking at it like, oh, that's that's really different for a concept. It's not some like grand hero scheme and maybe maybe the protagonist she'll become a hero at some point right um but she's not starting that way which is awesome i think that makes the character so much more relatable and then you could you could experience that growth with the character and it's much more rewarding yeah i would love to see i would love them to see a a star wars franchise and this one could do it i would love to see them take a slow approach to making someone a hero instead of doing it the first time you know what i mean i would love Mm -hmm. to see this end on some kind of a story cliffhanger of like will she won't she you know what i mean where you have like a choice of something and then the next you know game is the okay she's made the choice but then at the end something happens to where you're like wait a minute did she make the choice will she make the choice what's gonna go on and the last game is like you finally see like the full thought process of what happens. And uh, yes, chat, keep the force arms length are gone. Like, you know, keep it in the world, (laughs) but don't let her have it. Now at least you're going to put some crazy twist at the end. Exactly. 100% agree. Yeah. Make it something to where like one of her, like a long lost relative or brother or somebody has a force ability, but she doesn't or something. And she has to somehow use, you know, her wits or something to, be able to defeat the Jedi or Sith or whatever it might be. Yeah. Something yeah, more yeah, clever. Yeah. You know, I'm always looking for clever and video games have so much opportunity to be more clever and continue to build an immersion or a story with the, the player. And I, I mean, I love what they're doing with the, the Jedi series right now with fallen order and survivor. So yeah, keeping it on sort of that kind of playing field, but, I wouldn't even mind to see like a crossover of some kind. That'd be kind of new. I mean, a universe of, of gaming universe between kind of like we're getting with Sony and Marvel, right? With the Mm Spider-Man and Venom and stuff jumping into the, to the end game and, and, um, the movies there, but it'd be cool to see Cal Kestis show up in an Ubisoft game and have an EA and Ubisoft somehow cross over and doing universes, you know, that'd be kind of neat. So there, there's a ton of opportunity. A cameo would be super cool. Even just a name drop would be kind of neat if they did it, you know, just to keep yeah. it kind of canon, you know, you know so what's going yeah, on in the yeah, world. Yeah. 100%. But there's always so much opportunity with Star Wars. I always try to dial myself back. I'm getting a little too excited as I talk about this right now. But 
So yeah, can't help myself. Sometimes I like to, I like to get pumped and be, uh, be excited for what's going to happen, uh, with, uh, the games I want to see and I want to play. And this is definitely my most excited one. So March is only like three months away, man. I'm, I'm all here for it. Let's go. It's, it's, it's coming up, man. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, you'll get a date soon on, uh, Hades and we'll be able to, yes, we'll be able to bring those reviews in uh, next year. So for sure. Hell yeah. That's my plan is to but play and review outlaws. So, so before we get out of here, Josh, you have, uh, you have anything you're going to be playing coming up before the new year to give a little sneak peek to peeps that are going to be back in 2024. <laughs> Maybe not anything new. I mean, we need the <laughs> grand theft auto, right? You're with grand theft auto. Could be, could be. Ooh, could be. I like it. <laughs> I need, a, I need a break. Oh dude. Baldur's gate. Such a big game. Yeah. Big game. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm thinking, Josh, and you tell me if this is a dumb idea. I'm really seriously thinking about just getting on the PlayStation. There's a trial on it right now. So I downloaded the trial. I haven't played it yet because of okay. simply because of ease of use because of the Steam Deck kind of it's there. It works. But you know what? Mm-hmm. It It's not the most powerful thing. And I'm like, you know what? I could drop 60 bucks on it for the PlayStation and pick up two PlayStation controllers and have at it, right? Is that a dumb idea? It works great on controller. I mean, that's how Casey and I play. Yeah. As on controllers. I've only recently played around with mouse and keyboard myself, and I play on PC. Even right. though I was playing by myself, I was playing on controller. So Okay. Should play great. Well, I don't I'm a convenience guy and I don't like that on the Steam Deck that I have I have to dedicate controllers to it. So I can Bluetooth controllers to it. That's no big deal. Oh, okay. The problem okay. is they're the same controllers that hook up to our PlayStation in the other room, and my son um, uses those. And they don't always stay connected, so I have to do the Bluetooth connect again and again and again uh, over and over and over. So it's not like a pick up, push a button, and play. Ease of, you know, use. So... That convenience is lost there a little bit. And I'm thinking, you know what? If the convenience was there, I'd probably play it more. Um, mm. And that's what's kind of making me go. Maybe I should just jump into console and have the console version as well. And then my son can always play my Steam Deck version on his own. So can you uh, can you actually hook up controllers to like yeah. physically connect controllers to the Steam Deck? Ooh, physically. That's how I... Because that's how I've kept my PlayStation and my laptop separate is I've wired connected my controller to the laptop and it doesn't break my Bluetooth connection to the PlayStation. Okay, I did not think of that, actually. I've never played with that. I do have the Steam Deck with a dock on it that has two USB jacks on it. So it's possible to shot, man. That is possible. I would have to look to see if I have long enough cables. Hmm. Okay. Okay, there's an option. There's an option. Okay, we'll see what I do. I'm, I'm going to check out the oh, trial yeah. at some point here uh, between now and next year and uh, report back, hopefully uh, with some time off. And I'm taking a vacation the week of Christmas. I want to dive in and play some Baldur's Gate. So that'll be my plan. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Nice. Oh, maybe on console starting fresh. Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, hey, that is it for this episode. Thanks again for a great 2023 and uh, just uh, having a fun time doing the podcast here with my buddy there on the other screen. And it's a good time. Um, The the podcast is growing. We appreciate everybody who has chimed in, subscribed, 
Um, you guys are on YouTube, Twitch, uh, and all the podcast platforms. Uh, we, any, anything you guys can share. We would absolutely love if you share with your friends, let them know. Oh, yes. Uh, it's, it's a, a great place to grab a brew and talk about video games and super chill. And don't forget about our discord channel. Uh, a lot of people who are jumping in our chat, they're also over there on our discord channel. So you guys can have a, a good time, uh, chatting with us live and on the discord when we're not uh, out here recording. And uh, one more time, big thank you to all the crowd out there for giving your responses for this episode. That made it yes, a lot more fun. For sure. Uh, really in love and involving the loud crowd in our episodes. So that's not just made up. That's one of our favorite things. hundred <laughs> percent, dude. It's yeah. awesome. It is super, super cool. So uh, we are out of here until next year. So uh, all of our audio platform people, though, uh, be sure keep us on your on your notifications because you'll have another episode coming to you guys before the end of the year. So we'll see you guys on that one for a little bit of shooting the shit episodes, as we called. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be back in 2024. Until then, everybody out there have a happy holiday and thank you for tuning in. Um, I am, I think. I think I'm going to leave the surprises for next year. I thought I might, I might drop a surprise now, but I think I'll wait. I think I'll wait. All right. All right. All right. All right. Tune, you got to tune in. Got to tune in for that one. <laughs> so everybody out there until next year, game on volume up and stay loud.